Hey, I'm Andrew Fitzgerald, and welcome to Scary Mysteries, where we have all the true crime, supernatural, or mystical stories you want to hear about. After the episode, if you want even crazier stories than this, guys, then you got to go check out our other podcast called Every Town, because no matter how pretty it is, every town has a dark side. Now, human history is riddled with strange places and mysterious stories that even today we don't fully understand. All throughout the world, if you look in the right spot, you can find traces of things that humans have done that are strange or even don't make much sense at all in the modern world we live in today. In some of these spots, there are terrifying stories so crazy that they've left a hard mark on this world, some of which can still be felt today. In this episode, we're going down a dark road that showcases five of them, so let's get into it. Here are five ancient places of worship, creepy history. Number five, Carter Monastery. Chances are you guys have heard of the horror movie The Nun, and sharing its popularity is the Abbey of St. Carter, which is supposed to be the main setting of this story. So, what exactly transpired in St. Carter? Abandoned and left to crumble in peace, the abbey is quite a sight to behold in the South Transylvanian countryside of Romania. Records indicate that this monastery was formed sometime in the early 1200s. The building is considered the oldest Gothic fortified church within Eastern Europe. It was built by Cistercian monks in the shape of a cross. This choice of design makes it even more intriguing. Despite being in an advanced state of decay and deterioration, the Abbey of St. Carna remains to be a breathtaking structure worthy of pilgrimage from people all around the world. While most people want to set foot in the church to admire its majestic presence, others visit this place to see and feel for themselves the mystery that surrounds it. You see, according to accounts... This abbey was a tough place to live for the monks who inhabited it during the medieval times. Their hellish daily routine would involve them getting up as early as 3 a.m. to work hard throughout the entire day. Despite the laborious effort, however, food remained scarce. Making it worse was the fact that they were cramped in small living quarters, making it nearly impossible to get a good night's rest. Due to this apparent poor state of living, monks here died at the age of 35 or 40 years old, and most of those who perished were buried right at the abbey. As such, many believe that the souls of these seminarians have lingered there and in fact never left. There are reports indicating how haunted this place is, as witnesses often talk about the paranormal activities happening in the cellar, like chairs moving on their own and the walls vibrating. Poltergeist activity has also been recorded with objects being flung across rooms. As if this wasn't creepy enough, the film The Nun just intensified everything. Apparently, the Abbey of Carta has been mentioned as its setting, although it certainly was never haunted by Valak, the demonic nun in the movie. Despite being worn out by time and practically ruined, the Abbey of St. Carta remains a place of interest for tourists ghost hunters alike. Number 4. Sedlik Ossuary 
It said that sometimes the best and most memorable travels are the ones that make you feel a little bit thrilled or scared. Maybe because inside we love those moments when our emotions are stirred. Well, you'd find exactly what you're looking for here in the Czech Republic if you went there. It's nestled right in the middle of Kutna Hora, town outside of Prague, is a small, ordinary-looking church that despite its unassuming facade attracts attention not only from those all around Europe, but from around the world. And the reason lies deep within the building's interior. Known all throughout as Kutna Hora's Bone Church, this religious site conceals a feature that, according to some, is not for the faint of heart. Down in its basement are hidden the bones of thousands of humans, bleached and then ornately carved to cover every inch of the subterranean space. So, how exactly did this come to be? As the story goes, sometime in the 13th century, a local abbot made a pilgrimage to Jerusalem. On his way back, he brought back some soil scooped and taken from the Holy Land. He then spread that across the church's cemetery. As soon as word got out, people from every corner of the region went there to bury their dead. This practically made Sedlik Cemetery the most popular burial place at the time. Long before the bubonic plague ravaged Europe in the 14th century, the church had already become the final resting place for the dead that numbered into the tens of thousands. And when the plague came, at least 30,000 victims were added to the list. Several years later, 10,000 more casualties were laid in this particular cemetery. And if you think this would have prompted church officials to control the interment, they chose not to. The grounds remained open for hundreds, if not thousands, of other burials in the following decades. Towards the end of the 15th century, the community decided to construct what is now the Gothic Church. The construction needed the bones to be moved from the yard and they were piled in the ossuary, or bone storage, specially made beneath the new building. There, the bones, estimated to weigh in the thousands of tons, were left undisturbed until 1870, when the church hired a local architect to create an adornment using these bony remains. What the artist did was bleach and carve the bones to make them suitable for decoration, He made chains of skulls with lengths stretching across hallways and entryways. Chalices and crosses were also put together using hips and femurs. He even made family crests made entirely of skeleton parts. But the central piece and main attraction here is a gigantic chandelier that is said to incorporate every single kind of bone in the human body. It would be an unforgettable sight to behold when staff members lit up the candles that would then glow from the gleaming, hollowed-eyed white skulls. Sedlik Ossuary is not necessarily unique. All over Europe, there are a handful of churches and cathedrals built and decorated in the same manner. However, Kutnohora's bone repository is still a place like no other, considering that it's thought to be the second most visited destination in the entire Czech Republic. There's no contest to this, Sedlik Ossuary exudes a special aura that can either bring forth a sense of peace and enlightenment or that troubling feeling that makes you question the frailty of your own life. 
Number 3. Mortimer Abbey Historic monuments, old buildings, and archaic places of worship are often shrouded with countless stories of tragedies brought about either by cataclysmic events, mysterious circumstances, or sometimes even heinous crimes. As expected, these tales sprout legends of ghostly figures roaming the places or creatures seeking vengeance on those who wronged them. What would usually happen is that these stories are limited to one or two entities causing havoc. But deep within the forest of Lyons in France, a historic monastery has become home to countless spirits, each spawning from different tragic events. Called the Mortimer Abbey, this religious building is now considered to be one, if not the most haunted place in all of France. But before we look into the different events that earned this abbey its reputation, a quick history. During the 12th century, the Order of St. Benedict grew in terms of number and influence. In reverence, King Henry I of England donated a large swath of land to the church, The gifted land, though, was far from being usable, as it was mostly marshland. As a result, the monks there had to work double time in digging out a drainage lake in order to dry out the soil. All the water that got seeped in eventually created a huge, stagnant pond, and the French call it Mortimer, which in turn gave the monastery its name, Mortimer Abbey. Legend has it that after the death of King Henry's son, he exiled his daughter, Matilda, to the abbey for five years. This brought on to the girl a sense of anger and hatred that couldn't be quenched. The walls of the monastery bear witness to the animosity she felt towards her king father. Fortunately, though, Matilda made it out alive. The princess went on to live fully before dying a natural death. Though she was laid in the outside world, It's said that her spirit returned to Mortimer Abbey to haunt the place as the White Lady. During the full moon, she can be heard moaning as her ghost drifts through the ruins of the monastery. Those who have seen her say that she can either be wearing black or white gloves. And if she comes to you with white gloves, it means you'd have good luck. And the opposite happens when they're black. The other disturbing event occurred here in the early 1500s when a sickly woman was brought to the monastery. The monks surmised that the patient was possessed by the spirit of a wolf, which would make her a werewolf for seven nights. As such, she was chained up in a room while the clergy performed exorcisms in the hopes to eradicate the spirit. Rumor has it that she died within the grounds of that monastery. Moving forward several hundred years later in 1884, a man was said to be hunting near the area when he was attacked by a large werewolf. He shot and killed the creature, and when he returned the following day, he found out that his target was actually a human female. Then came the French Revolution when revolutionaries swept the land, stripping the rich and the royals of their wealth. They also ransacked anything that reminded them of oppression even churches and monasteries. Now by this time, Mortimer Abbey was run by four measly monks who decided to remain when everyone else had fled. When the insurgents arrived, the four were then mercilessly tortured and later on killed. In 1863, the Abbey was bought by a rich family 
a decision they quickly regretted. Reportedly, the new owners were disturbed by shadows appearing in the night, footsteps walking through the hallways and doors locking on their own, and paintings flipping themselves around. Other owners took hold of the property since then, and they too could attest to the terrifying paranormal activities taking place on this religious ground. Despite the lack of true concrete proof, many still believe that Mortimer Abbey is completely and utterly haunted. Number 2. Ari Sephardic Synagogue The thing about demons and evil spirits is that they thrive in places devoid of holiness and light. As such, churches and prayer houses are supposed to be immune from these negative entities. And yet, the story that surrounds the famous Ari Sephardic Synagogue seems to defy this logic. At the center of the old city of Safad in Israel is Ari Sephardic Synagogue. Old as time, this site of Jewish communion has already been around for hundreds of years when the legendary rabbi Yitzchak Lori came here to pray. It's said that the rabbi had met more than once the spirit of Elijah the prophet inside this ancient house of worship. Because of this, the Jewish community revered this place as sacred, if not the holiest of all. In the Bible, such sites are considered off-limits to anyone who's not consecrated or made holy, and those who dared to defy meant certain death. Despite these warnings, there really were many instances where people would go inside unprepared and thus perished for inexplicable reasons. In the mid-19th century, everyone was panic-stricken with the rumors saying that the synagogue was haunted by spirits trapped within. People then began avoiding it for fear that they too might suffer the same wicked fate. Eventually, a caretaker decided to lock the doors and barred anyone from entering it. However, in 1921, another famous rabbi, Rabbi Yisrael Abadzera, visited the synagogue. Despite protests from the caretaker, the Moroccan Jewish spiritual leader forced himself into this temple. An aide of his later recounted what he considered an unbelievable incident, wherein the Baba Sali, as what the rabbi was so called, removed the Torah scroll stored within the synagogue's ark, which is basically an altar. He then read the scripture written on the scroll, and he did so in a way like he was exercising the entire place of its evil dwellers. After Baba Sali was certain that danger had passed, he walked out and pronounced the Sephardic synagogue clean and holy once again. Now, the shawl is open to the public, and tourists, but mostly those believers of the Jewish faith, come in to say their prayers and study the Torah, now without fear of being stricken down by death. Number 1. A Quiet Church The Aquia Episcopal Church in Stafford, Virginia was registered as one of the most important national historic landmarks in the state, not only for its unbelievably stunning architecture, but also for its rich history. Built in the 1700s, this gorgeous, brick-laden house of worship has survived countless calamities like fire and wars. However, if there be one thing that people mostly remember about this place, 
It's the tragic and mysterious tale that occurred within its walls. Legend has it that in the mid-1700s, a young blonde woman traveled what was then the dark country roads of rural Stafford County. It wasn't specified if she was on her own, but during her journey, a group of highwaymen jumped out into the road and ambushed her. Life was difficult during these times. Men would usually wait beside the roads to steal from people passing by. And this woman managed to run away from the bandits and went straight into the church seeking refuge. However, it was all but a temporary escape. Desperate to get a hold of her, the vagabonds smashed their way through the doors and the barricade. Once inside, the men stripped her of everything she had, after which they tortured and murdered her in cold blood. They then hid the victim's body in the vestry, which is a bellish church tower. The criminals who mercilessly killed the passerby were never caught. Decades had passed, and the American Revolutionary War ended, and a quiet church began to open its doors to its congregation. When they went in, there was a tragic shock in everyone's faces when they discovered the corpse stashed in the vestry. What remained there was her skeleton and a full head of beautiful blonde hair. It was a ghastly sight. Dried blood was splattered everywhere, on the walls, on the floor, even up in the ceiling. Church members tried to cleanse the tower room, but the bloodstains were there for so long they couldn't get them out. Eventually, they decided to just cover up the blood marks by pouring concrete over it. The physical details of the ghastly crime may have officially been covered, but the remnants of the horror lingered. It's said that strange things happened in this church ever since the woman's bones were found. Witnesses have sworn they often hear footsteps walking around at night, even when no one's supposed to be there. Eerie noises can be heard as well, and some have heard a loud groan, a moan, a scream, or even a cry for help. Passerbys also mentioned seeing a ghostly female figure standing in the vestry windows on the balcony and in the graveyard. As such, church members and even locals began calling the entity Blonde Beth, a name that was obviously derived from the blonde-colored hair found with the skeleton. Services are still being held in a quiet church to this day, despite its chilling history and the hauntings. It remains a beautiful and peaceful place of worship for those who believe. So that's going to do it today. Hope you guys enjoyed that one. Remember, if you're craving more true crime podcasts from us, then check out Everytown. Over there, we tell some crazy stories that I know you guys will like. Really appreciate you tuning in, and I'll see you in the next episode.